Coming to you from the weirdest city in the world, Austin, Texas. This is the Sports Buzz. With your host, Spencer Spillman. God damn it, man. I swear you guys whip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. And his co-host, Zach Chandonet. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup! And of course, the extremely unqualified producer, Ballot. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. Time to sit back, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the ride. Here's your host, Spencer Spillman. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Sports Buzz. I'm your host, Spencer Spillman. My co-host is Latan Ibrahimovic sitting in. Tough not a JT. like a ninja right now. Um, my producer, Ballad. Hello. <laughs> Thank you guys for uh, showing back up, listening to another episode here with us. Tuesday, May the 9th. We're getting into, uh, getting into May, boys. and be summer. Thought it was April showers bring May flowers. We're still getting rain in May. Um, here in Austin, Texas, rained my whole way up here. <laughs> um, if you're listening, you're listening on SoundCloud and iTunes. Please tell your friends, tell your family, tell your coworkers, share it out with them. Let them know you're listening to us. Tell us what you like and don't like. Shoot, tell a stranger. I do it all the time. Yeah, yeah, I do too. <laughs> tell I do every too. stranger you see. <laughs> <laughs> um, Subscribe, follow us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Um, give us some reviews, some five stars, hopefully. If we're doing our job, we're getting some five-star reviews from you. This is our college portion of the show, and as always, um, this show is sponsored by the beautiful, the delicious Strangeland Brewery. Beer for any occasion. Beer for all occasions. Any and all occasions. Um, also sponsored by Mountain Breeze Campground. Getting into summertime. You know, like I said, middle of May. Got Memorial Day coming up. Big stuff coming up out there at uh, Mountain Breeze. We'll let you know about all that in the coming days, weeks. Best place to either unwind or get revved up. Get rowdy out you there. Can do both. You can get rowdy. Um, yeah, but Strangeland, uh, some news with them. We talked about it last week in our College and Pro show. Got the new IPA hitting stores on Monday. That's exciting. Next I can't week. wait. Fifteen Chad's birthday. I'm a little pissed off though that our producer didn't somehow finagle them into giving us just six of them, just a six pack, just for us. Hey, we're special, but not that special. <laughs> and when when a group of guys hands you free beer every Tuesday, that's fair. I don't uh, I don't ask very very many questions. That's fair. <laughs> I understand. Um, Appreciate it, Tim. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Adam. You guys are awesome. Jed, even though you still don't have your podcast up and running, we're going to have you on the show soon because we are running out of stuff to talk about, boys. Um, getting into some show business, uh, we got a few segments. We had to stretch on these, um, but uh, Ballad has a new topic for us. 
Um, and we'll try and figure out what our nightcap is. Don't really have a whole lot. We're going to talk some ultimate, though. I know uh, Coach Bean's ready to talk some ultimate. Um, but go ahead and follow Strangeland on Twitter, at Brew. We are on Twitter, at SportsBuzzTX. I am at Spencer underscore Spillman with one L. Haven't been very active lately, guys. Mm. Haven't been very active. No challenges to, we to need post. A new challenge. We do need a new challenge. Um, Good looking golf we got there, though. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. yeah went Best Buy colors today. Mm. Wouldn't have counted. Coach is at FrenchBean89. <laughs> Our uh, missing co-host is at Mr. Chad Goodall. And, uh... Old producer Ballad is at Z Ballad. Go ahead and get started here, boys. And um, this is our last college show. Mm. Mm. What a shame. Yeah, it is a shame. Um, not the last show we talk college sports, <clears throat> but the last time our, our show will be called The College Show. We've been talking about it for a while. We've been working up a name for months. Because the college show is lame. It is too lame, yeah. You know, we seem to talk about it before we start this and then by the time we're done with this, we just flat out forgot. Yeah. For, some would say forget. Some would say got too drunk to remember. <laughs> um, I'm not. I'm not one of those people. Um, no, I'm neither one of those. We could speculate on that, but we won't. But I, I choose. That, I choose to forget it. Sure. That's right. Some <laughs> some do drink to forget. Everybody knows our pro show is always better, anyways. So yeah, for sure. Um, but maybe with the the announcing of our new name for this show. We could pick it up a little bit. Should we? I hope uh, so. A little drum roll. <laughs> we decided he's going to announce this. The new show is going to be called Amateur Hour. Da, da, da. <sighs> there you go. There it is. You kind of nailed it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> better than most. Of them. Yeah. So I guess I'll go ahead and say that this is. Uh, the Amateur Hour, sponsored by Strangeland Brewery and Mountain Breeze Campground. So, Absolutely. welcome to the Amateur Hour. We'll hey, try and keep this under an hour. We'll try. We um, don't have a lot to talk about, so. I just thought about this as the Olympics approach. Ooh. A lot of versatility there. We Technically, can go, that is all amateur. It is 100%. Better be all amateur. <laughs> especially the... A lot of professionals are in it, but they don't get paid. Better not. Well, some of them do. Rules are rules. Some countries pay their athletes. Hmm. Looking at you, Russia. <laughs> Russia does. The United States does. Yeah. Well, I'm not looking at. You get paid for goals. Sure. Um, but as I was saying, you know, our, our we we're missing a co-host, and uh, guys, where the fuck is Chad? Where the fuck is Chad? WTF, Chad? Like, where you just vague last-minute text Dude, messages? Dude, he texted us today. And he was like, "Sorry, guys, can't make it." Got some stuff in Houston. Got this thing at that place. Really? Just came, yeah. <laughs> oh, some stuff at that place. That's good. I'll tell you what, I bet, I, I, don't, I bet I don't find any dog shit in my backyard. That's true. That'd be nice. That's true. His his dog, his big dog, his dog. They can go. He shits like two or three times go. every couple hours. Yeah. Like, it's multiple. Like, um, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, about 13 a day. Um, Miss but, Chad, <laughs> Missy, don't have any, don't have anybody to talk uh, professional basketball later in our pro show. Um, we'll do our we'll best. Get by. Yeah, we'll try. <laughs> Let's get into some segments here, boys. Um, start off with uh, you good with that ballot? Start it off. Yeah, are you good with that? We got Shaquille O'Neal saying he's gonna run for sheriff in 2020. Uh, Nate, he didn't clarify, you know, if he would. 
into the sheriff's race, but he's pretty much put it out there that he would try to become sheriff. So, okay. huh, I gotta ask, Coach, you good with this? Uh, <laughs> this is pretty funny stuff, but it's almost on the lines of Jean-Claude Van Damme, or, uh, I'm sorry, not Jean-Claude, Steven Seagal. Oh, yeah. Who yeah. is also a real-life cop in New Orleans. But he's awesome. Uh, <clears throat> I mean... He actually has some not background. Any, not anymore, he's not. He, he still has some background in, like, martial arts and shit. Seagal is... I mean, Shaq's twice the size of Steven Shaq's Seagal. I think he's half fine. the speed. At least half the speed. Have you seen Seagal lately? Dude, he's old. I get it. About the same. Sheriffs don't do anything. I'm just saying... Shaq probably will have the most personality for a sheriff wherever he ends up, so you know what? I'm good with that. Spencer? I'm also good with this, <laughs> because didn't Shaq, didn't he do like a... He's a sheriff in Florida. He was or a deputy. A deputy. Yeah. Um, and here's what Shaq said. You know, like I said, sheriffs don't really do a whole lot. You know, when Austin's previous sheriff, um, Art Acevedo, now in Harris County. Police chief. Police chief, sorry. Um, I guess sheriffs actually do a little bit. Um, but here's what he said. I know how to run a team. My style is going to be sur- is to surround myself with guys that have been doing it way longer than I've been doing it. Surround myself with smarter people. And I know it'll be successful. So, I don't know why you wouldn't be good with this. He also said, why would I run for mayor? I would never run for mayor. Because, obviously, Shaq's not smart enough to be a mayor. But police? Sheriff? Come on now. I can do. I can deal with that. I would be terrified if the sheriff pulled me over and he was seven two. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you why I'm not good with this because this is the same strategy that fucking Trump has, where I've got <laughs> no experience, but I'm gonna find a bunch of people who know what they're doing, and it'll just, it'll just happen. And it worked out well for him. It it got him elected. Um, I don't know like if you seen the, the results of lately, but don't want to get into politics because that's not really the segment. We don't talk but politics. I'll say Shaquille. Stay in your lane. Just, just stay on TV. You got a good thing going. I'm not good with this. I will say his career in law enforcement is an honorary deputy in Georgia's Clayton County. Honorary, that's right. And a reserve police officer in Los Angeles, Miami Beach, Tempe, Arizona, Golden Beach, Florida, and Doral, Florida. Hmm. So he'd probably do well in a, a good old party town. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm okay with it. Let's bring him to San Marcos. Yeah, for real. I'd be down. I'd vote for him. What's next? Um, next we got, well, that's gross. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a long time since we did this. Yeah, it has been. We finally Ew. found a good story. <laughs> uh, so, this is on Barstool, and it's a, it's speculation at this point, really. Um, but they're speculating that a University of Florida football coach, Jim McElwain, got butt naked and humped a shark. There's a picture to prove it, and... Well, there's a picture of someone humping a shark. It kind of looks like <laughs> McElwain, man. I'm not going to lie, it does. It looks a lot like him. Um, it's, his hair is much curlier, but, you know, that could be from, you know, the salt water, the wind on the boat. Um, you know, this isn't let's speculate, but I'm speculating a little bit. I think that's McElwain. He's a big boy, and this picture is... Absolutely disgusting. Um, <laughs> it's it's a naked fat guy. It's exactly what you think it is. Humping a shark. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's horrible. Um, can we can we put this out on Twitter? 
Yeah, so, we, we'll get this out there. If you haven't seen it yet. And the picture the picture that Barcelona posted is fantastic because it's McElway and just sunburnt to shit with the sunglass tan. I don't know what sunglasses he was wearing. Maybe some Elton John styled shades. <laughs> but it's a gross picture. So prepare to maybe vomit a little bit in your mouth because I did. Uh, my favorite part about this is a Georgia football Twitter account tweeted out, that's 100%. The coach from Florida. Coach McElwain. Yeah, that's great. Georgia, Georgia way to go. Yeah. Way to seize the moment there. That's amazing. Um, What's next? Next we got a new segment. Oh, really? Get a little delay on that button. Yes, yes, we do have a new segment, and yes, it is called Oh, Really? Um, Tony Romo. You know, he's uh, not playing football anymore. He's had plenty of time to uh, spend time on his own. Um, about to be working for, uh, what, NBC? CBS? One of those. CBS. Yeah, that one. Um, so he's been out on the golf course, leisuring. Um, maybe he's got his handicap down a little bit. Uh, looks. Let's hope so. Looks like he's, he's playing good golf, decent golf, in my opinion. Um he uh he finished and there's that. Um, I play videos. I swear to God. <laughs> um, so he's trying to qualify for the U.S. Open, which you know is an open tournament. You qualify, you can be an amateur, which is why Tony Romo, even though he is a professional athlete, uh, has made it into our amateur hour. Um, tried to qualify, shot three over, shot 75 at a qualifying event uh, up in Aledo. I think that's up near Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, birdied 18 to shoot three over. He said it felt good to get the competitive juices flowing again. So, I mean, are you guys really surprised? I mean, he's not a professional golfer. The last guy that I remember that qualified for the U.S. Open as an amateur that is now a professional was with a big name that I can remember is Brant Snedeker, but um, I'm not really surprised. I mean, you guys can't be surprised by him missing the cut, right? No, I'm not surprised. I'm just more curious really to find out what Tony's intentions are with this. This isn't the first time he's tried to qualify. He's he's, He's a pretty avid golfer. I'm just curious, you know, going to CBS... What are your real aspirations, Tony? Is there a play here? Is there, is there a secret hand Tony's trying to hold on to right now? This feels like a huge media stunt that Maybe. worked out okay for him. He, I mean, he was only three over and I think a five-pace shot behind the other seven golfers who qualified. But you've got to imagine his PR person is trying to get as much buzz around him as possible. Not only going into football season where he's going to be, you know, doing color and announcing, but he's probably not done playing football and just uh, having his name out there he's trying his hardest when when he stopped playing golf it was because the cowboys said you know you got to focus on being the quarterback of the dallas cowboys mm-hmm. you can't be playing golf and trying to qualify for the u.s open so i think this is just another thing that shows that tony romo is legitimately okay with not playing football anymore and is okay with waking up and being able to walk in the morning I really, you know, I have no problem with this. Let him do his thing. He's not he's not a professional athlete anymore. Let him go play a bunch of golf, and if he qualifies for it, that would be awesome. I would watch. 
I would totally watch Tony Romo to see how he does at a U.S. Open course. I mean, that's always been the biggest test in a major tournament, is the U.S. Open. So, I hope he qualifies in recent years, or in future years. Um, so, yeah, good for him. Um, Zach, I'll drink for that. Uh, what do we got next? Next we got a little bit. Not you! Your ballad. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Oh, that is. Yeah, that is nice. your segment. My bad. Turn my twice. Bad. So, we got a little bit of uh, my favorite segment. A little bit of good for you. Good for you. <laughs> Cardell Jones, the quarterback out of Ohio State. And is he on the? Is he still on the Bills? Or does he, is he still in the NFL? I'm on his Wikipedia page, which is as reliable as you think it is. <laughs> uh, but he went and graduated. Uh, got a college degree from the Ohio State University. The. 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 the, the Ohio State. State. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I like uh, it and on his uh, graduation hat had some words saying some. Someone. Someone. S-U-M. Misspelled. S-U-M. Relax. It's a cap. One said, we ain't come here to play school. So good for him to go get a college degree. We ain't. Come here I'm glad to you, play school. I'm glad you read that in about as hillbilly a voice as you could find. Yeah, oh, I, by I the way, um, yesterday, <laughs> yesterday he posted, great time with Coach Tom Herman at whatever that place is, last night at dinner, coming to check out Austin, Texas soon. So Cardale will be in Austin, Texas, not sure when, but he says soon. So look out for that. Very good. What do we got next? So, man, tell you what, some people, they're really good at talking. Some people aren't so good at talking and they like to, some people, they like to let their actions speak for themselves. Some people just like to say whatever the fuck they want and think that they can just get away with it. So our favorite guest of this show, LeVar Ball, back again for a classic segment. Uh, Yep. It's the worst reoccurring guest we have. <laughs> but, but one of quote, our favorite, favorite, favorite segments, we have Lavar Ball back for please shut, shut the, the fuck, fuck up. up. Shut the fuck up. Lavar Ball please. on Monday went on undisputed with, of course, the ever so popular Skip Bayless. Skip. And in a one on one with Lavar Ball, you know they got to talking about the new shoes for Lonzo, <laughs> and uh, Lavar Ball went on to say, you know. We're not competing with Nike and Adidas and Under Armour. We're above them. Guys, I mean, how do you feel about this? The Zotus have come out, $495 retail price. They're now on back order. What do you guys think about what LeVar Ball, how he's promoting these shoes, how he's promoting his brand? I mean, every time I see him, all I want him to do is just stop talking. Just please stop. Um, yeah, he, he's... Uh, so before you do anything with that screen, I just want to look. I just want you to see that, Coach. Just that picture in the top right. Great idea. I've seen that before. Somebody's got a picture. I mean, there's a picture on this thing that says "I fuck Tom Brady." You know, big dude. Um, but back to what we we're talking about, Lavar. I understand where he's coming from. Obviously, you can't compete with a shoe company if you're selling stuff for double or triple or quadruple what their shoes sell for i get it and honestly 
it was a brilliant marketing tactic to put it at almost $500 because guess what? Every media outlet is talking about it. We're talking about it. We continue to talk about the big baller brand because of this ridiculousness. I mean, $500 is absurd. And, you know, whatever the sales, we'll talk about that here in a second, but man, it's brilliant, guys. It's absolutely brilliant. He still needs to shut the fuck up, but, you know, Ballad, what you got on this? I would say, first off, I, I disagree with you 100%. We're it, talking about it. It's, it doesn't, it, we're not, we're talking about it. Are you going to buy a pair? Uh, do I have $500? No. Neither do I. I mean, I have $500, but I I'm not going to spend it on this. And I don't think ugly ass shoes. The average person is gonna spend money on these shoes. So just you can't just it's just like recklessly irresponsible just to say things. He's not looking no for the meaning. average he's not looking for the average person. I'm saying beyond that. It's just saying things for the sake of saying them is irresponsible and it's just stupid. So, he said something else that was fucking retarded too. What did he say? He said something about retarded, Michael really? Jordan. Yeah. Um, saying, yeah, LeBar <laughs> Bun says his son Lonzo Ball is doing something Jordan could never do. Sell shoes for four ninety five. You know what your son can never do that Michael Jordan did? Win championships. Be the Six, best be basketball exactly. player of all time. Like, you're putting all this unnecessary pressure on your son, and I cannot wait to watch it crash and burn. Yeah, I will, I will say, just for the common person, you know, even those who are on the marginal side of having luxury $500 to spend on the regular. Most people are spending that on electronics nowadays. It's not necessarily shoes or fashion. Or appliances or stuff they actually need. Right. But, well, we're talking about people with a little bit of money here. Sure. And, and I think the biggest thing, you know, is his son hasn't done anything in the NBA. If I'm going to buy shoes, it's because I admire what that person's done. And that's why I want to replicate that, right? So that's sure. why the Kobe's, the Curry's, the LeBron's, the Jordan's, that's all out there. And, you know, LaVar said, speaking in reference to Jordan, did he have his own branding coming in? It's a new era called the ball era. I understand what the marketing ploy is here, and it's it's a pretty ingenious move. However, at the end of the day, you yes. have no results to back up what you're trying to sell. He doesn't care. And it's time to shut the fuck up. Yeah. He won't because, I mean, he's got to get these shoes off the ground. Oh, but... yeah. And that that's the thing. Let's talk about these sales, these... Little money talks. Yeah, money talks. Coach, break it down for us. Money talks, and we've already talked about these shoes coming out. Oh, we didn't even talk about the slides. The the sandals being what two hundred twenty dollars. Yeah, also stupid. <laughs> Everything I've seen on that website is absolutely ridiculous. forty dollars t-shirts. Fifty dollars. Come on, man. Yeah, I mean. That's the thing is, it's luxury streetwear at this point. And the it's shoes not, are ugly as hell, anything. dude. They look like. Okay. Restaurant workers' shoes, to anti-slip shoes. Well, what's hilarious they're is better than the Currys. The numbers came out, and it looked like the shoes were doing well. But then the the real numbers came out. Coach, break that down for us. Yeah. So early numbers came out. What were we talking about? Four thousand. Four thousand. Five thousand. Five thousand pairs sold. Everything on back order. What was our final number that we came out to on this? Well, Nice nice Kicks, which is a pretty respectable shoe company, came out and said that that they ordered a t-shirt just to see what would happen. And, you know, normally when a business starts out or even any, like, you know, even the company I work for, Best Buy, you know, we, our order numbers run 
sequential. So when you order, the order number is higher than the one before that, yeah. obviously. And they were at, like, order number 4,000-something. But that was total sales. That's everything. That's not yeah. just shoes. That's everything on the side. That's shoes. The last Fly. number I saw being reported by hoopshype.com, 263 pairs, a grand total of $157,000, which in the retail high-end apparel world is jack shit. It's yeah. nothing. That's absolutely nothing. And the best quote from, from LeVar is the one he posted on Twitter. He does have a Twitter now, by the way. I don't know if you guys follow him. I'm sure he does. I think I'm going to start following He just got on it. I will not follow him. I'm going to start following him just to see the stupid shit he says. Yeah, let's see what Here's a good show. one. He says, big ballers loose. Big ballers loose. I don't know if he meant lose, but he said loose. If you can't afford the Zotus, you're not a big baller. Money bag. <laughs> money bag. <laughs> I, I think the biggest thing here that, you know, when we're talking about, you know, money talks and, and sustainability and business models, right? Matt Powell, who covers the shoe business for MPD Group, you know, is talking about this. They could sell 10,000 pairs, but I don't see that as a threat to anybody. This will be a very short-lived, and I think in the end, LeVar has cost his family a lot of money. For Alonzo alone, he could have gotten $2 million a year for four or five years on a rookie shoe deal. And at this point, nobody's going to sign that because you have your own brand. There's no point in approaching you about endorsement deals. I think if you're going to say, I'm going to make money for myself, who's going to endorse you? Nobody. I think that's the biggest thing is that when we talk about money talks and is this brand going to continue to rise, I mean... You're relying on the fact that your whole family is going to continue to get better and better as the sons mm -hmm. grow and get older and get into the league. You don't know if that's going to happen. And I think at the end of the day, money's going to talk. And I think at the end of the day, money's going to be in the red for the I, I cannot wait for the world of basketball to make an example out of the Ball family. <laughs> because the, the, the basketball industry is much bigger than these three sons. And they're way bigger than their loudmouth dad. So... They're, they're, Alonzo Ball, I would not surprise me if his draft stock plummeted, if he didn't get drafted in the top three like he's projected to, and if a shoe company or any other endorsement company never, ever touches him or any of his brothers. Um, it'd be a good example for parents out there that if your son's good at his sport, let him do his thing. Um, you know, again, like I told Shaq, stay in your lane. Fair enough. Um, I... I still think that teams are going to take him where he needs to go because he's a good basketball player. Oh, yeah, I think that's going to happen. But, you know, I think, why are we talking about all this other stuff? You know, if you, if you really want to promote your son, we should be talking about his basketball. But that's the thing. We're still talking about it. We're still talking about But you're about not talking about Lonzo. You're not talking about Lonzo. You're not talking about but playing we're basketball. we're talking about the ball You're talking family. about it's one particular the name person. Out there. It doesn't matter. It, it marketing, doesn't. Marketing does. I Not mean, if you don't have the support behind it. You don't have the results. You, you don't have anything behind and it. And we'll just have to wait and see what happens when he gets to the to the league. You know, that's that's really gonna that's really gonna be what talks. But I think that would have been better advice before all this happened. Well, I mean, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, the only time will tell. Uh, but let's keep sports weird in our last segment for our break. Um, so I don't know how to. <laughs> I gave you this one for a reason. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Eliud Kipchoge. Sounds right. 
Sure, we'll go with that. Kipchoge. Um, he's probably Kenyan. Ran the fastest marathon in history. Two hours, 24 seconds. Don't look at me like that. You got mad at the other word. So. <laughs> I'm getting mad at both of you guys. Uh, I mean, Kenyans are good at marathons. That's fact. Uh, two hours, 24 seconds. And it's not going to count as a world record due to pacing and hydration? But yeah. it's the way the marathon was set up, too. Ah, okay. I don't know. I mean, either way. Because if you have external help with pacing, then you're not keeping the pace on your own. Oh, didn't they have the a car? car. Yeah. car. There was a car in front of him? Yeah. There was yeah. a lead car. That's and then right. hydration, too. I think yeah. the rules are that you're not allowed to. You can't have supported water like stops. Like You can't. You have to you grab can't... the water as you run. No, no, no! You can't have that. I'm pretty person. sure it has to be on your belt and strap. What? Like, like if you have the goo and stuff like that, like yeah. it's got to be on you. You have to. They expect you to run 26.2 miles without drinking water. No, well, they expect you to carry it with you yeah. instead of picking it up at hydration spots. Hmm. Lots of people do it every year. Okay, <laughs> that seems dangerous and stupid, but um, yeah. So Nike's got this thing on breaking two, um, hashtagged on Twitter. Um, a two-hour marathon is two hour, incredible. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he he almost did it, even with the help. He almost broke broke two hours, which is absolutely absurd. It's it's impressive. I don't know why you wouldn't count. I don't know. It just seems unfair. It's part of the rules. Um, yeah, but the dude ran. He ran the two hours. I mean, come on. I'll say this, 24 seconds in a race that long is a really long time. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if this record was not broken at the next Olympics. 24 seconds is is a really long time. That's a lifetime in running. Yeah. In, yeah. in a marathon, that's a lifetime. So to hit the two-hour mark in a marathon, you would have to run a sub-five-minute mile average. Back to back to back to back. Average. Sub, back to back. Almost sub-four-five. Yeah. Four and a half, four thirty. Yeah. yeah. So that's absurd. That is that crazy. is crazy. The nice. fact that he was that close to it was is still. I mean, that's the human body doing something that's not supposed to be done, which is pretty freaking impressive, in my opinion. Um, good for you, whatever your name is. Um, you got the record in my book. Keep choking. Keep choking. Keep choking, man. Well, keep choking along. We'll, we'll go with Kipchoge. Um, I'm sure we butchered his name. I'm sorry about that. Um, close as you can expect. Yeah, we'll take a quick break, get you a little bit of music, and um, get into uh, another new segment, and then we'll talk some ultimate. So we'll be right back with a little more of Sports Buzz. Well, y'all come back now, you hear? So it's a just me, trust me Something in the air just above me Something like a dream state You call it a clean break Do you feel the vibes, baby? Do you feel the vibes? Welcome back to the Sports Buzz! I'm your host, Spencer Stillman This is our last college show The last college show Also known as, uh the Amateur Hour. Woo. The new new name of the show. Newly known as The Amateur Yeah. Also known as. Because it's about to be worldwide. Prestige. Prestige. Uh, worldwide. As well known worldwide. by. Worldwide. 
the show formerly known as the college show. Yeah. Um, so, got some good music there. And now we got some quotes. And I'm going to start things off here, guys. Our quote of the week. Here's my favorite. Anyone bringing the horns? Oh, this is a new segment. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I screwed that one up. Got excited. Yeah, I'm so excited to play this clip. So, John Daly just won, uh, won his first tournament since 04. Big deal. I'm a big JD fan. He won it wearing... I bet you are. He won it wearing American pants. American flag pants. Let's be a little bit more yeah. specific. American as fuck, dude. Where were they made? Probably China. <laughs> Probably, but it's a company called Loudmouth. Um, <laughs> um, so he, he wins, and you know his his lady comes up, gives him a hug, and all that. She's very excited, and then his bros come out. His lady, he's old as shit, dude. Can't he can't just have a wife? At this I don't point. know if he's like, married or not. Grief, I don't know if he's married. He's been divorced like six times. Just throwing cash out windows. He did do that. Um, but here's the quote after his boys got there and showered him with champagne. That was hilarious. You didn't, you didn't catch that? Let's have a drink. I figured he'd been drinking all day. Have a drink. Have a drink. There you go. Have a drink, boys. Have a drink for John Daly. Cheers. 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 It's good to see. Uh, good to see the old man come back. We're gonna talk about it in the pro show a little bit. But... Yeah, and you know it's not the greatest quote. It's not exciting, but it, you know it fit the show. Have a drink. You know. If you're listening, have a drink with us. Because we're drinking. Hopefully some Strangeland. Hopefully it's Strangeland, but we're drinking. Beer for any occasion. We're drinking. Uh, Coach, what's your quote of the week? So, I went into the depths for this one. Nice. <laughs> Found the first thing that came up because good old Draymond Green. It's always good for a quote. And this week, yes. Draymond was asked his opinion on something. Just so happened to be about dirty players. Ooh. Go Draymond it. said, quote, Kelly Olynyk is a dirty player, man. I don't respect guys like that. He also went on later in the interview to say, quote, I don't think I'm a dirty player. <laughs> of course you don't think you're a dirty player, Draymond, because you are a dirty player. Dirty knows dirty, and <laughs> Draymond knows the best, man. It's like I said on that Facebook post. I said, it's like the pot calling the kettle black, man. Yeah, I, I mean... It's a dirty player calling a guy a dirty player. It's stupid. I think Draymond is probably one of the most enjoyable oh, yeah. players in the NBA just to follow. Just because... And just because of it? going to say what he wants we to say. We get quotes like this out of it. It's fantastic. I feel like him saying that was a... And he, shouldn't have, he shouldn't have kicked that guy in the nuts. What's honestly, messed up. What's honestly funny about this, you know, is being a Boston fan, you think I might stick up for Kelly Olenek. I'm not... I think Kelly Olenek is a kind of dirty player. Uh, going back to the, the tug on Kevin Love that dislocated yeah, his shoulder. Yeah, yeah. That was a, a kind of a dirty play on a loose ball play. But that's that's the gray line that these players tow when you are that enforcer. Draymond knows just as good as anybody else. Bruce Bowen went on to say that, you know, he thinks Draymond's a dirty player. So, yeah. like I said, dirty knows dirty. And hey, Bruce wasn't dirty. He's just a... He was like Gary Gary Payton, man. He just locked down, locked down deep, and he could light it up from the corner. 
And he could also know he knew how to cheat a little bit, you know? The best know how to cheat a little bit. Because he was not as athletic as everybody else. He had to cheat the a little bit. The best know how to cheat a little bit. Draymond, you're always a good time. I love that. Ballot, what you got? Little quote of the week and a little background of why we're doing this quote of the week segment. Um, as we approach the summertime, there's not going to be a whole lot of stuff to talk about in the college sports media. So every week we're going to try to bring a quote to talk about. Uh, for one, to fill time, and two, it's it's pretty hilarious. You get some funny, funny stuff in the sports world. And obviously, as you can tell, we did not choose any college quotes because there's nothing out there. No, we did not. Um, I chose one from. A podcast I like, part of my take. You guys have probably heard of it before if you're into sports podcasts. Uh, but they were talking about getting in fights on the podcast. And uh, one of the hosts, Big Cat, had something to say about two two different types of people you never get in a fight in. And it's a bad start to the segment, but I don't remember the first one. But the second one was that you never get in a fight with a guy who wrestled in high school. So I thought that was spot on and hilarious, and nothing truer has ever been said in space. Hey, we, you know, as a podcast, you know, we don't we don't physically fight, but I'll I'll say we do we do argue about stuff off the show. We try to keep it off the show. Embrace debate. But we do we do argue a little bit, but you know, fighting and wrestling is a little bit different. You mm. know, you know, if you're if you're actually gonna fight. If, if you tried to go for my legs, I'd probably just kick you in the mouth. That would be an interesting strategy. <laughs> we can we can test that out later if you want. If you want, if you want, I you know I saw you and and uh, Coach wrestle and, and Coach got you by probably fifty pounds at the time at least. <sighs> at less least than that, it, less than that now. I've been putting the well, less than the that now. On. But you you were tiny. You know he was in his prime. He was he was fit. <laughs> that probably was my prime. <laughs> he was he was set in his prime. In the apartment back in San Marcos, and uh, you know, coach challenged old producer Ballad to a wrestling match. It didn't work out well for uh, for coach. It did not work out well. Nothing like a good wrestle. Good wrestling. Good old wrestling. For listeners out there, if, if you're ever getting in a random fight, just ask them. Hey, did you did you wrestle in high school? And if they did, <laughs> maybe uh, walk maybe away. You, maybe you just pay for the drinks. Walk away. Leave your yeah. girl at the bar. Yeah. Um, maybe, she's, maybe she's not worth it. I promise. Cl- clean up the, the spill that you just caused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe one, not. Maybe not leave her at the bar because that's not going to work out well for any of us. Um, but let's go ahead and talk about, you know, maybe something that Coach is uh, has a little bit of firsthand knowledge on. Let's actually talk about some college on our last college. college show ever. It's our last college you know? show. Last college show. Um, so I don't know if you guys know. But I know, because I'm involved. But uh, regionals weekends happen. I knew this. For last weekend and this previous weekend. Yep, yep. For College Ultimate. All so over the, the past country. Two, the past two weekends. Past you guys two didn't weekends, understand that, that It was a little confusing. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, but the last two weekends have been the regionals tournaments nationally for USA Ultimate's uh, College Nationals uh, qualification. So first off, explain... The process, you know, sectional, regional. So, basically what happens is the the national scene, and that includes universities in Canada, um, across the country are broken down into one, two, three, ten regions in which we decide the 20 best teams in the country 
that compete for one spot, one national champion. Uh, the twenty or the ten regions are broken down into subsections, and so the qualification to get to nationals is you have to qualify for regionals through sectionals, and you have to qualify for nationals through regionals. Yeah, and each section and region is different. They are on, different based on the number of teams, the the quality the of those teams in the yeah. region, yeah. and that's how they decide the number of bids to each region. Because it varies. It can go from one, and then the most that one region has is four, which is in the Northwest. Yeah. Um, and so these were all determined in the last two weeks. We've got our top 20 teams in the country. Um, they'll be competing in, I believe, two weeks in... Are they in Sarasota again? Are they? Is that I don't remember where they're going. I can't. I know it's not up in uh, Frisco like it has been. Yeah, well, that was club, and I know they've been up north recently. Either way, they'll all get together to ballot it out. We'll break down just the D1 men's teams. Um, this is what I'm. We talk women's real quick. Just, just real quick. Just, just a talk. shout out. Yeah, a uh, big shout out to the UT women's team melee. Uh, they qualified uh, after losing a heartbreaker on Universe Point to Colorado. They played the second place game, which was their last bid to nationals. And they ended up beating Colorado College, I believe, 15-5 to five to qualify for nationals. So <laughs> I know a couple girls on the team. I wish them the best of luck. Um, they've had a really good run this year. Uh, lost a couple close ones. So we'll see how they can change things in the nationals tournament. Um, I'm looking for big things out of the Texas women's team, honestly. They're a really complete team. So good luck to them. Um, but let's get into uh, D1, D1 men's. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll first talk about the South Central, which is where I coach in. I coach at Texas State. And so uh, South Central includes teams from Colorado, Arkansas, Oklahoma, uh, and Texas. And we all met here in Austin, Texas this past weekend to determine real quick the best three teams. Yeah. The D1 College Championships will be back in uh, Mason, Ohio there this is. year. Hmm. Memorial Day weekend. The greater Ohio Valley. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Back to what you were saying about the, yeah. uh, the men's, so, the men's uh, tournament. The men's tournament. Uh, Let's talk about how your I just, I just want to give a big shout-out to my team, the yeah. Texas State Buckets. Uh, we came in as the 10th seed. We ended the tournament as a 7th seed. Broke um, seed. Hell yeah. You know, we went 1-2 and two during our pool play, which qualified us for the crossover to get into the bracket to play for nationals. Um, we ended up playing Oklahoma, which has been a really, really good rivalry, especially over the last couple years. Oh, yeah. Um, we had split the series so far this season one and one, um, and so this was to determine, you know, who was the better of the two teams for the season. And uh, I'm proud to say that my boys, and then boys from San Marcos, baby, my boys came up with the upset. They shocked the number, I believe they were seven seed in the tournament. Hell yeah, so basically the boys from that seven them. eight six six six. Uh, Kai Marshall, who is an extraordinarily great player, plays for the Dallas Roughnecks. We've covered them at an Austin Soul game. Yeah. Truly great player. I'm glad we just had the tenacity to play them as tough as we did. We beat them 15-11, which was an amazing victory for That's us. Um, and yeah. definitely a signature signature win for us, um, especially finishing up seven. Uh, it was really nice for us. Love beating the Apes. But speaking of getting us into the brackets, our first bracket game on Sunday was against the eventual <laughs> champions yeah. of the tournament, Colorado State. Yeah, that must have been fun. I gotta say, Colorado State has really turned it around in the last couple of years. Um, they've really started bringing a culture and 
a competitiveness to the to the team, and especially in a state that's so predominantly dominated by, by Colorado, Colorado Mama Bird. Mama Bird. It's it's really impressive to see a little brother kind of get the best of their bigger brother in this one. Well, they, and and you and I, you and I played Colorado State in a little bit different time. Um, you know, I remember playing in my last regionals. Yeah, up in, in uh, 2013 in, in Kansas Missouri. City. Yeah. yeah. In Missouri, um, and we had a bit of a, I guess you could say a rivalry for sure. Definitely a little bit of a rivalry. Oh yeah, we played him at Huckfin, and we played him we, at yeah, we played him in the fog game. Remember the fog game? The mud. We Sunday couldn't game. we couldn't see the other end zone. It was so foggy. That was that was a crazy game, muddy. Um, but yeah, we didn't we didn't get along great with them. It's good to I mean because we we were right there with them with, as far as talent goes at that time when, when you and I were playing. But it's crazy to see them atop the south central region that's nuts yeah and one of my club teammates from this past season hudson martin plays for them and to kind of get to see him was cool and to see you know his growth in the sport was amazing but just the cohesiveness of their team you know they were a bunch of tall athletic lengthy guys but their foot speed was what impressed me the most about them they're super quick off of every cut um it, it was really impressive to see just their team chemistry as they went through the tournament um, obviously playing them first Sunday. They then rolled through Texas A&M and got to meet Colorado in the finals for first place to determine the regional champion. Colorado State eventually beat Colorado 15-12. to That's awesome. Which they beat them in sectionals too. So that's twice that they've upset Mama Bird, showing that they're kind of the, the better Colorado they're team here right to now. Play. Here um, to play. Also, shout out to Colorado. Colorado College made D three nationals, so that was, yeah. that was big for them too. Yeah, and I remember um, when they were still D one because we played against them in regionals in Austin. Yeah, and um, and Colorado got to the finals through some crazy games. Uh, beat Baylor on Sunday morning in a really really close game. Um, Baylor, and then took care of Texas in the semifinals, um, getting them into the finals, and they eventually got the second seed. So Texas A&M and Texas had to battle it out for the game to go after beating... Uh, it was Texas versus A&M? Yeah, A&M, oh, beat, fantastic. A&M beat Tech to get in the game to go, and uh, Tough beat Wash U Contra uh, to get in the game Contra, to go. Yeah, yeah. And A&M just showed that they have turned up just their accountability for themselves and, and their work ethic in the game and how they play. Well, they had to um, replace two professionals who both played for the Roughnecks, Matt Bennett and Dalton Smith. I mean, <laughs> but I, that's I, tough to replace, whether it be a year later or, what is it now, two or three? Two, I believe. And I got to say, the experience that they've gained through having guys like that has exactly. really helped them the most. Exactly. Um they're, they're led by a good friend of mine, Stephen Bovio, who does a whole lot of handling for them. Uh, Connor Ugetta, Zach Marbach, Connor Hollow, or Carter Hollow, uh, just really, really influential players, and they can really oh, change. Shout out for that team in College Station right now. I've yeah. come to learn a lot about a lot of <clears throat> players as a coach. I see that. And I think that's the coolest thing about this, honestly. Um, I have a lot of friends on UT. It wasn't even a close game, though. And that's the cool part about about the ultimate community. Oh yeah. You know, you start you start to play teams even if you have rivalries with them, especially like you know, when we were when what? we were rivaling with Kansas, you know, I had you and I had a friend Stephen McKinney who we went to high school with that went to Kansas. Saw Stephen this weekend. Did you? Yeah. Awesome. Um you know, that's the cool part about Ultimate. It's like on the field, 
you can hate each other. You can it's it's me or you. It's my team against yours. And then after the game, you know, you go, you hug it out. Good game. You know, it was awesome. Good play there or here. That's what I love about the ultimate community, man. It's just a family. And I think the biggest thing is the sport's grown so much that you become teammates with these guys in the summer yeah, during the club. Yeah, there's club. There's club. And, and there's professional. And then there's... And I, I've started to see a lot of that. And the community itself is just, at large, a really good community. And we always push each other. And I think that's really cool. But, like I said, Texas A&M doesn't beat UT Tough 15-8 to in the third place game. Ooh. So, your three Nationals bids from the South Central are going to be Colorado State, Colorado, and Texas A&M. And at least one Texas team got in there. So, we're doing things. We're doing big things. Um, and getting to the rest of the field, you know, we'll go through the Atlantic Coast here. UNC Darkside, obviously the favorite out of that region. They win. They beat Virginia Tech 15-6 to in the finals. Got to watch out for UNC Wilmington, though. The, absolutely. And that's what I was just getting to, Spencer. Yeah. I'm glad you got there. Uh, dark side, obviously the favorite, but UNC Wilmington has really made a name for themselves. They got a Callahan nominee, yep. um, and they've built a pretty good program over there. They beat uh, NC State fifteen six to win the third place game to get the third bid to nationals. So the Atlantic Coast will have UNC Darkside, Virginia Tech, and UNC Wilmington. Uh, the Great Lakes, which since two thousand eight has been dominated by either Illinois. Or Michigan. Yeah. One of the two teams has gone since 2008, and this year was no different. Michigan ended up beating Chicago 15-2 to in the final uh, to get them in. Metro East, Connecticut gets in in a 15-9 to win over Princeton. Another one-bid uh, region, New England. UMass, who Brett Grauman, a former sole player, plays for UMass. He got his team into Nationals. They beat Brown 15-9. to and then you get into some of these power... Oh, the Grey Ducks. Power conferences. The North Central, which is a predominantly ultimate-driven community. Oh, yeah, it is. Minnesota Grey Duck beats Carleton College 12-11 in the finals. Um, two very historically good programs. Uh, so they get the top two seeds. And then Wisconsin, the Hodags, and another very nationally recognized team. Yep. They've had kind of an up-and-down year, mostly down, but... To get back to nationals, that's the goal. And so I think Wisconsin can make some damage happen just being in the tournament. Uh, but they beat Iowa State 15-6 to get the third and final bid there. And then you get in the Northwest, the most powerful that's conference. That's a power conference. That's a power. That is college. A, that's what you would consider a big five in in college football. That is that is the power five. The this big is 10, the big SEC yes. of USA Ultimate yes, College absolutely. men's frisbee. Um, so Washington ends up beating Oregon. Not Wash U contra like we were speaking of earlier. This is a different Washington. The uh, the flying Jake Brownings, if you will. <laughs> uh, Washington beats Oregon. Uh, Ego fifteen to fourteen in a very very tight game. Oregon then had to play for the second place bid, and they beat uh, British Columbia BC fifteen eleven. So Oregon takes the two. BC takes the three. And then Oregon State you played, played against, their way You in. played against BC up in Stanford, right? Uh, President's Day yep. out in uh, San Diego, yeah. yes. They were uh, really, really fucking Very good. good. Yeah. <laughs> Very um, good. And they're a historically good program along yep. with Oregon as well. You know, oh, yeah. Dylan Freechild, Ego's got one of the coolest logos, too, by the way. If you if you feel like looking up logos, Ego's got a pretty dope oh, logo. Oh, yeah. It's, it's fun. Uh, and then Oregon State locked out the fourth and final bid. They beat... Utah 15 to 12 which was actually a big surprise to me. I thought Utah would have locked that one up. 
Um, but Oregon State makes an internationals appearance. Uh, and then the Ohio Valley, a one-bid uh, region. Pitt, <laughs> obviously the dominant team in that Always. region. They beat Lehigh 15-4. to um, And then the Southwest, you had Stanford, who beat Cal Poly Slow 15-6 to in, for the first-place game. And then Cal Poly Slow had to play the second-place game to get the bid to go. And they ended up beating the University of Southern California, USC, Ooh. 15 to 10. Okay. In the final region, in a team I want to talk about a lot here for a second, the Southeast region featured Georgia versus Auburn. Everyone kind of expected this. They to only be the got final. one team, no LSU. There's there's not a lot out of this region. It's, LSU is not that, that stacked, and LSU, honestly, to me, I don't think played enough signature tournaments to to get into the okay. rankings. Um, Auburn ends up beating Georgia, fifteen to eight. Georgia, um, and not a surprise after Auburn went to nationals last year. The Atos are a team that has built a culture around their ultimate team. And, and that's I think what we're, that's what this we're is about. the bigger thing that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. It's not just the community; it's the culture that you can build within a team. And I think you can talk about this in any sport. What culture can you bring to your team? To, to get the atmosphere around that team amplified and get the excitement there and to get the types of recruits that you want and the athletes that you need to to produce. Auburn has done that. Um, talking about this Ulti World article that was put out, the, mm-hmm. the Auburn sideline, that is the biggest thing that I think changes the game for Auburn. They bring the props, they bring trombones, they bring anything and everyone that they can. Awesome. Um, I think the biggest thing that I've seen that, you know, I think I would love to incorporate next year in my team is they invite all of their players, regardless of if you're on your A or B team, to the tournaments. You can come and be a sideline. You can ride with us. You can go with us and be a part of the well, team. And but you have a role, and, and that's, that's the sideline. That's what I remember when Texas State made it to Natty's. I remember that going and showing up to the UTIM fields and – and getting out there and and rooting on the guys that I went to practice with, the guys that I was on the same team with, which was so cool to me to see these guys make it to nationals for the first time ever. Yeah, they didn't perform well in nationals, but they're playing against the best teams in the country. And it was cool to have, I mean, it's, it's you know, I feel like every sport you're like, yeah, it's a family. So these, these are my brothers. But in ultimate, it's like, it's, for some reason, it feels like more. I mean, you may have something with with wrestling. Well, I was gonna say it's 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 pretty amazing that that Auburn has been able to even put together an ultimate team. I, you know, I'm I'm speculating here, but in Alabama, a, a football country, it feels like yeah, it feels like there's, there's not a lot of people playing yeah ultimate disc, and probably not a lot of people that are good at it. But exactly. they found a way to. To file Found odds. a way, and, and like I said, I mean, it is the ultimate community is a family to begin with, but as a team, you know that that's your family, that's your brothers. You you go and play six games in a day, hour and a half per game, running nonstop. With, I mean, you go to war. I mean, that's that's about as tough as it gets. I don't know how many wrestling matches you had in a day for a tournament. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. I mean, you go out there and you you pretty much kill yourself for, what, about eight hours a day? Eight hours? 
Yeah, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Yeah. Pretty much every tournament. Yeah, they gave me just a great idea for a show in the future. We will have a wrestling versus ultimate show. <laughs> a, a true yes. debate around yes. um, all sorts of topics. But we won't do that tonight. No, no, we're, we're running late. Let's, um, uh, let's get into our first impressions. Yeah, no, I just want to say one more time. That's sure. that's really cool about Auburn. Um, that, that really in, encompasses what the ultimate community is. And what an ultimate team really is. I mean, that's that's just so cool. Can we can and we I, put this out on Twitter? Yeah, and I just want to say this is the quote to me that epitomizes everything that Auburn is and and what their culture has brought to their team. Uh, the senior Dusty Register said, "We are all friends that happen to play frisbee together, not the other way around." Yep. That's what makes us so resilient in tight games. We know that we have the best and craziest sideline in the country to pick us up, and that's the thing is. Whenever you get down, they don't let you stay down. They pick you up immediately. It's just like a mosh pit, and that's what I love about these ultimate families. Did no. he say the F word? Because we should we should probably... Uh, he did, in quotes. Mm. So, you know. It's problematic. Yeah. TMs. <laughs> what can you do? Um, so, yeah, we'll get into first impressions, Bal. Yeah, this was our first time talking about Ultimate on the podcast, and my first time on listening the on the sure. on the college show. Uh, it's not called the college show, guys. It's not not it's not anymore. Not anymore. It's last, not the last, the last college, college show. show. Last college show. Um, I have lots of questions because I have no. <laughs> I you know I, I was listening to you guys talk, and I'm more than happy to let you guys talk about Ultimate. Uh, first off, you know. I know some people who like to gamble on sports. What, what's what's a good over under on an ultimate game? If if they put out lines or something like this, what's mm. a good over under score? And maybe even back up beyond that, are, are we playing to a certain number? Yes. Oh, you are. Okay. Yes. Game is to fifteen. So game, that, that that's a good place to start. How do you win an ultimate game? I have no idea. The format changes depending on the style of tournaments. The national seven on level, seven all the time. Seven I, on seven. The national level, I believe, these games will be to seventeen, which yes. is the maximum score point you can have in a game. Yes. Um. So you could end up actually having like a nineteen to eighteen game that just ends. Depending in on rules. the cap, there's, there's, there's there a is, lot of weird rules. There are time restrictions. So there's first what's called a soft cap. Which at the time the the highest score in the game will add two points, and that's the game cap, the score the score cap for the game. Okay. There's a time period between the soft and then what is the end of the game, which is called the hard cap. The hard cap, depending on what the score is, uh, can extend the game to ultimate and universe points, which are basically sudden death points, depending on the situation. Um, but that's generally how it works. It's a point cap, and then time caps limit how long the game. If can the go. game goes quick, you get to fifteen, fifteen. You have to win by two. You go first to seventeen wins. Okay. So, so what would be a a common spread to see on a on a ultimate game? In a Natty's game, most of these games are going to be pretty close, unless you're talking about. Maybe A and M going against a one seed. It also depends on the weather. Wind is oh yeah. Wind is the biggest factor in affecting games, and if it it affects the disc. The windier the game, probably the closer the score you're going to have. So True. it affects, even the playing field. It affects directional play mostly. If there's rain, that's, that's another that's another factor. Gotcha. Um, 
But I think wind, windy tournaments, you'll find the scores will be a lot tighter. There'll be one or two point games. Yeah. Whereas without wind, you can exploit athleticism and ability oh, yeah. in yeah. games. So you're looking at like plus two, plus threes, plus fours is good spreads on okay. games if you to see, gamble. What yeah. is considered an ass flipping in, in Ultimate? So <laughs> five or more. All these rankings are determined by an algorithm. The largest you can have is half the the cap score. So if it's fifteen, the largest gap you can have is eight, and that's the maximum points you can derive from a game. And that's right. So eight plus would be what is considered an ass whooping in a game. Okay. And I have lots of other questions that we'll get into throughout the summertime, but I have one more comment that Cal Poly Slow is the worst team name in all of sports. Like, why would you name your team Slow? Like if I if I look on on a, on a tournament bracket and I see I'm, I'm playing a team named the Slows, I'm not even slightly worried. I don't even know if I stretch for something like that. I don't think that that's their team name. That's what it says. I believe Slow is their team name. Is it really? Oh man! That's... Like you know what these 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 hippies up in California need to put the dope down and think of a better team name or a better acronym for whatever they're trying to get across. Um. I think depending on who you are, you probably just don't even stretch anyway. It's it's, it's very possible. You just don't even need it. <laughs> I gotta find what the... Save for next week. We gotta get into uh, our nightcap. Yeah, let's get into the nightcap. Sponsored by Strange Lambury. Beer for any occasion. Yes, it is. Um, We're getting good at that. Well... We don't have any first impressions, I guess. We're not going to... We just did first impressions. We're on the nightcap. I thought we were going to pick our winners, you know? We're on the nightcap. Okay, nightcap. Tournaments in a couple weeks. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. Well, no thanks. So we didn't really have any ideas for the nightcap until John Ballard posted... uh, Posted... A fantastic video of our producer when he was fit and in shape, and what were about a hundred in a different shape, hundred and twenty pounds. Yeah, he's he's shaped, he's shaped, but just a different shape. What, what, what were you what were you wrestling at? About I think that was one twenty five. Okay, one twenty five, a couple lbs lower than I've. I actually I remember I remember the last time I stepped on the scale and saw one twenty five. And I remember thinking, this is the last time you're ever going to see this number. <laughs> I didn't know the number was going to get that much higher in this short a period of time. Oh, boy. But I remember stepping on that and thinking, you know what? This is the last time you're going to see this. Enjoy <laughs> it. But I'm, I'm glad I don't know that much. It anymore. was a fantastic video. And, and you know, Bala's just whooping up on this poor kid. And mm. you, said you, you said you had you and Joey... Who's, who's been a guest on the show a couple of times now. You guys had a, a running bet that year? Yeah, Joey Andrews, our second worst reoccurring guest that we have on the show. <laughs> right behind the barball. Uh, we, we had this contest in, in high school where it wasn't who could get the most wins in a season. It was it was purely who could get the most takedowns in a season. And, and part of that was, or part of the strategy in that was that if you were ever wrestle, wrestling someone who you were way better than at, you would go for what's called the 30 to 15 win. You said 15, 30. 
15 to 30 win. 30 to 15, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, in, for those who don't follow wrestling, uh, a takedown is worth two points, and an escape, or in our case, letting somebody up, <laughs> was worth one point. So, it's a one point swing for every takedown. And the goal was just to see if you could take someone down 15 times in three periods, averaging about a takedown every 15 seconds. Well, it would be 30 times. 15. It's no, worth two points. Right. But 15. but then you let them up and they get a point, so... And if you're ever winning by 15 points, it's considered a technical fall. So to get 30 points versus their 15, that's 15 takedowns uh, without them scoring any other way. But also, the hard part about <laughs> this... The hard part about this is not, not... Is not allowing your, yourself to score in any other way. Because there's other ways as, as you could score, too... And you almost have to convince your coach to let you do this, and our coach did not like it, so we kind of had to do it behind <laughs> his back. But um, it's you were a dick. You were a dick in high school. I was. I was not very nice, um, <laughs> especially on the wrestling mat where you are going to battle for yourself every time. And hey, I, I've seen. I've seen the pictures. You look like a little douche. Yeah. Well, that was terrible orange hair. Yeah, that was not my normal orange hair, bad radio, but... Um, look, at, look at Joe Andrews. Yeah. Joe Andrews looks pretty good with his blonde hair. Yeah, he was yeah. a killer. And uh, I, I'm proud to say that that year I beat Joe in the uh, the takedown battle, and I think I still own the uh, high school my high school's record for takedowns in a season. <laughs> um, wish I had more paint on that wall, but that, that's you the one that I came home with. Excellent. You were that guy that, that goes and plays against somebody who you know is not very good, and you just mess with them. You fuck with them the whole the whole game. I don't write the brackets. I show up. I weigh in. If I have the number one seed, so be it. And if and if the bracket's big enough, then my first three matches are are not up to par. You're the guy. That's fine. Here, you're the guy that goes and you know you have the ball with three seconds left, and the other team has given up, and you're like, I'm gonna go dunk it on you. No, no. If if, if we're gonna take basketball and apply it to the video my dad posted it would be me dribbling down the court every time no passing and me dunking every single play <laughs> the the funny thing about the video so it's worse it's, it's worse than what i just much worse than I, what I will you just say said. since we talked about this earlier i enjoyed that video because i watched it from start to finish it's on our facebook page thank you john ballad Hearing that kid's parents for the first, like, 30 seconds of the match and then not hearing them almost the rest of the way is just encapsulates how much you're whooping that kid's ass. So you said there was a backstory to this, too? Yeah, so the, the, the video is taken by my father, so you have his <laughs> point of view, which what people don't recognize and what makes the video that much meaner is that my dad <laughs> is standing right next to the kids' parents, which is why you can hear them for the first 30 seconds, uh, but he doesn't move, they just give and up neither hope. do them. Um, I like to think that that, that that kid's parents loved him a little less after that match. Maybe, uh... They thought less of him as a wrestler. Maybe he went and got a an art scholarship. Who knows? Maybe he fo- switched his focus. We can only hope. I probably did him a favor. Hopefully he got his GED. He, he, yeah, maybe. Hopefully. Who knows? Um, I assume everyone does <laughs> high school, dude. I'm just going to keep bringing that up from now on. I'm fine with that. Um, <laughs> that's really that's all we got. the last college show. You that's... can't bring it up anymore. Last college show. Oh, you're darn right I can bring it up. <laughs> I'll bring it up as much as I find a way to stick that in. As much as I can talk about your Zlatan Ibrahimovic hair. 
It'll be around. Unlike my mustache. Gone. I know. I'm all shaved, too. Feels good. Um, you know, it feels good on the last college show that we're blowing way past an hour. Yeah. Because the rest of these amateur hours, they're going to be under an hour. They have to be under an hour. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this is the last college show. It's, uh... Anything I want to say goodbye to the college show? It's a little sad, rip. man. I need some closure. Rip. Yeah, rip. R.I.P. to the college show. Um, you know, thank you, Ballad, for, uh, for hosting the podcast. Uh, it's, it's a pleasure to Hosting host the, the college show, I mean... A big thanks to John Ballad for providing for real that was insight and substance to our show fantastic entertainment i oh man i laughed so hard um thanks Zach. thanks to uh damn it <laughs> that was your first one no it's not no it's not i did it last week last week was thanks the first time. thanks to my co-host <laughs> coach bean um always a pleasure you know guys it's it's been a pleasure being the host of uh, of the college show, and I'm gonna miss it. I'm but, gonna miss it too. You know, with with every door that closes, another one opens, and we got the amateur hour. The name is much catchier. Good thing we have the skeleton key. Am I right? I'm not sure what that means, but uh, I didn't get the reference either. I, I didn't get it. Um, we can open any door. Oh, very it's good. It's a skeleton key. Gotcha, gotcha. It okay. unlocks them all. Well, you're the expert. Well, he's getting pissed because we're going even <laughs> further over than we should have. I'm your host, Spencer Spillman. Ballad, coach, thank you guys so much for listening. Share us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. Until the pro show, we are out. Peace. This party is officially over.